Sotastic podcast. My name is Roshan Hindia, and now we continue on to part two of our podcast. That's a great point. So let's talk about some of those factors. So does age play a factor? How many kids? Your income? Like, what are some different factors that somebody should keep in mind when they're considering the different options? I agree with what Eric said uh, a few questions ago, right? Like, you know, I wish that I had done this 20 years ago, right? When I came to US, uh, I wish. So age is definitely a factor, right? Um, uh, we are all running against time, but age is definitely a factor, especially when it comes to you have two kids who are like four or five years to go into college, actually, or whether you have a kid who is just in a kindergarten, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, age will be a big factor. Of course, how many kids you have, right? You need to plan accordingly, right? Like uh, if I have uh, two kids, then I need to have two houses according to Eric actually, so that I can sell it <laughs> and do it. But but I don't know, with the, with the increasing cost, I don't know whether just one one house in Naples will, will, will actually suffice for me to pay for the student for the for the student education for one kid. So age, your number of kids is definitely a factor. I think more importantly, how far apart these kids are. I think that might mm-hmm. play a role as well, right? And if they are twins, then your expense is double just at the same yeah. age, right? Uh, so I, I have two kids. They are four years apart exactly in terms of grades. So, oh, so yeah. the one kid goes graduates and graduates the the four year college. The second kid will go. So for the for I need to plan for eight years mm-hmm. <laughs> at the stretch. But but that's good. It's sequential, which is great. So you need to think about some of these things. And of course, how much you have money, uh, which you can in surplus that you can mm-hmm. actually invest in any of these plans. But I, I think these are the main ones. But I I would love to hear from Eric and Edward as well if if I missed anything. I'm glad that we are doing this in this format that people who are listening to us may start thinking this is very important. There are so many factors that could affect my plans in terms of thinking about sending my kids to college. Mm-hmm. So definitely time has a big value. The earlier that you can start preparing for your kids, the better for you. And you have time to accumulate, you have time to, to recover, you have time to readjust. Now, if you have kids that are close to college age, you have to start thinking, they need to fill their FAFSA form, very important. You have to spend some time with the kids understanding what goes into that FAFSA form. Because once you understand how they look at different aspects, the formula that they use to calculate what you can get in terms of financial aid grant from the school. If you don't have a lot of time, there is something simple that you can start thinking about rebalancing. If you are not preparing well, if you are not sitting well, think about rebalancing at least two years before your kids get to college, try to rebalance your Mm. asset. Mm. Make sure that you look at that FAFSA form, look at the details, the fine prints that we don't like to read or meet with a professional who can help you look at this and then rebalance yourself so that you position yourself that you can maximize your opportunity to get financial aid, which is a gain for you because it's not an expense Mm. for you, right? Which is a leverage for your kids because they're not going to start their life on a big hole to climb up Mm. after they graduate from college. You want to do that. And also you want to make sure that Whatever you are doing, it's in sync with 
the rest of your life. Mm. Aaron just mentioned this. We don't live in silos. The dollar that we have, we have to stress it to mm -hmm. many directions. Make mm -hmm. sure that we can optimize that plan. That one, take all the oxygen out and then leave us exposed in some areas. You don't have much time. That's where my focus would be. I would say two years prior to your kids getting to college. But even if your kids already studied college, don't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. Do the same thing. Do mm -hmm. it. Because losing one year, not getting anything, getting something the next year, the next year, the next two years, still mm. better, better than nothing. Mm. So maximize your potential to get your financial aid. I would say, let the institution pay for your kids to go to college. That's your biggest priority mm. and arrange your, the back office of everything so that it happens and you maximize that possibility. That, that would be my advice for parents. I think, you know, both gentlemen said very good things about a big concept, but, you know, if why put into a more practical way, you know, if people lo love numbers, I would think this way. Again, I always mention, we want to know how financial aid is calculated. Mm -hmm. So after understand it, you would tell me whether you want it or not. You say, mm -hmm. I don't want a financial aid and I will not qualify for financial aid anyway, because we do have clients, their income is pretty nice. They have huge assets. So the financial aid is not my thing. It is okay. Then you tell me what's your reasonable expectation for what's re, what's the school you estimate for your kids. Mm -hmm. So we just write down the numbers. So this is the school tuition right now. This is how how many years your kids will go to school, like 15 years. So let's tell you, let me tell you how much is the tuition. Mm -hmm. So based on that numbers, based on you say one financial year, no one, we can tell after 10, 15 years how much you need to have by then to fund your college fund for your kids. So we have the numbers. So that's your goal. That's your timeline. Then let's tell, tell you about options, how we make it happen for that time, for that goal. Mm -hmm. Then we just write numbers and I show you a proposal. You tell me which one you like. Mm -hmm. And okay. you tell me what's your conclusions, right? That's, that's, a, that's an easy conclusion for people who love numbers. I know you three gentlemen advise and counsel a lot of people when it comes to finances in general. What are some frequently asked questions that you keep getting from people around college funding? There's a lot of questions we always ask, uh, and you know, many of them actually some things we could say even a misleading information or misconception, right? You know, some question may you know I always ask, oh, what 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 kind of school you want to send your kids to? They say, oh, I want to go send my kids to a state, you know, you know public school. Hmm. I say, why is public school? Why is state school? They say because public school is cheaper. Hmm. I say, then that go back to my first question. Do you know financial aid actually can make private school even cheaper than the public school? Mm. Oh, I never thought about that. Right. So that's some things you need to know in that public school, private school, is that tuition the reason, or you just want to them into the school? I'm saying some public school is pretty good. Right. Mm. So that's some things, you know, I always say the conclusion why this public school is not always, you know, expand or cheaper than the private school. As long as you plan properly, you know, how financial aid working, you may actually fund it cheaply. You know, because if private school have more money, you're giving back, right? That could be a, a general question. The second is a lot of people say, oh, does the financial aid impact the admission for getting into school? Okay, some people say, oh, if I get financial aid, then the, the school don't give me the offer. Then that's also a very complicated question because most school will say no because the admission officer and financial aid officer is different department. But some school may because they have some kind of, like, we have a lot of terms, right? 
you know, the, you know, the, the, the debt-free because some schools are they funded, they may impact. So we have all these lists and actually all this information is shared on school as well. So it's not like one answer fitting to all schools, mm -hmm. right? A lot, a lot of different kind of questions. And also some people say, oh, ask, oh, is that, you know, like, you know, my income's that high or oh, I have quarter million income. I got $300. Does I still qualify for financial aid? I say, depends. Depends on what kind of income you have. Depends on how, whether you still have that income at the age once your kids get into college. Right. And also depends where, which school you want to apply for. Mm. Right. For sure. New York university and school in, you know, you know, and, and like university of Illinois state is different. The profile of family is different. Right. So mm. it's always, there's a lot of different kind of aspect. You know, I, I will bring these three questions first. You know, we can talk about more detail. I can let two gentlemen make it up as well. I think uh, for me, uh, Roshan, I, I'll come from my part, right? Like when I, before I started looking at this very seriously is I was working, my wife was working, so we, we are not eligible for financial aid. That's the biggest misconsumption I always see we, we all have actually, right? So, so we never even thought about what is financial aid. And then the second thing is that I assumed that whatever I'm earning is equal to my asset. Right. Let me explain it. Like in a way, like it doesn't matter how you are earning, as long as you're earning, I think it, it, it is equal to your asset, but there are so many nuances in between where with total earning translates to a lesser asset, right. Or more asset, right. You know, it's the, whatever, when it comes to FAFSA, right. When it comes to student aid or whatever it is, when they talk in student world, what is your asset is not the same as how much you earn. That mm. depends upon where you are earning those income, right? Whether you are you are an entrepreneur, whether you are an employer, whether you are coming, you are getting these incomes through real estate, whether like there's a lot of factors. So, so that translates whatever you're earning to a different number in terms of your asset. Mm. And this is not something that I understood, and this is not something anybody that 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 we talked to really understood before we explained that. I think that is another second misconception that I see a lot, especially mm. in middle-class U.S. families, actually, where we, we all assume that, okay, I, I, I bring it, bring home under K, that's, that's my asset, right? Mm. But more to it than that under K. For me, another thing that people generally think, oh, my kids, they can start working early to start preparing for college. Well, that might be a good thing. They might be starting getting some early experience, say some income. But the way that it impacts their ability to get financial aid, I would say that it's not worth it mm. to most parents if they know about this. If you want the kids to have good experience, well, they can volunteer. But don't put too much money under the kids' name, assets, accumulate assets under your kids' name. Mm. That has a huge negative impact. Your ability to get free money that they can earn they can also get the experience that they need by volunteering or other place, which builds character. Don't, don't leave it to chance. I tell people, a lot of things in life may not be that significant. But when it comes to that much investment, when it comes to things that can impact your family life, your kids' life so much, don't leave it to chance. Don't just listen to your neighbor. Oh, I didn't get it. Talk to a professional. Mm. Do your research. Take the time. Because those decisions, they have huge impact in real life for people that you love, people you care about. Mm -hmm. Take that matter into your own. 
Yeah, assumption is the mother of all failures. First misconception that we should all get over with is assuming something, right? Um, trust, but verify, right? If, if your neighbor says that, oh, I, I didn't get financial aid, that's fine. Then ask questions. Why they didn't get financial aid? What was the problem? Most of us make this mistake of talking to our, our neighbors, talking to our, our friends, right? And especially, uh, like you said, we are all immigrants. So we come here, we follow our, our, our predecessors who came here. Mm. It's all fine. I'm not saying that we should not, but I think you should trust them, but you need to verify mm. what they are saying. What is the context? You should make proactive approaches like what Eric did. Go to a student seminar somewhere, right? Like there are mm. so many things available. Be careful what you are listening to, right? Because mm. whatever out there is not verified. So you need to have a trust verified avenues mm. Mm. out there that can help you to to understand and mitigate some of these assumptions yeah just any one thing because all these concepts we're talking about is come could be misconception but i think most people or most family i sit down i think one of those books they always ask one question because we are already talking about how to prepare for the kids education there and there's a group of people there when i talk about the topic they say my kids are very young mm. i don't need to think about that yet like people think, I don't need to think about estate planning. It's far from now. You know, that, that's another group of people. They don't even get there. So, I, so you know, how, how old are my kids? Oh, my kids are five years old. We, you know, I still have way more time. So that's another one. We even not getting to the starting yet. So that's another one. Is that really, you have that much time? No, right? It's not about the time you just, as Edward just mentioned, the earlier you prepare, the earlier you know the knowledge, the more chances you actually can do it in the proper way, in the right way. Make your life easier instead of waiting for the last five years. There's very less choices you can do for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to end up with this. In general, why do you think financial literacy is a critical life skill? At earlier and earlier ages versus maybe let's say as an adult. So like the, you know, three of us, we all coming from actually, you know, three of us coming from engineer backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're not saying we are that smart, but at least we are not, right? We, at least we have a good foundation about math. But the problem is sometimes we don't really have chance to learn or listen to these informations. Even as I, as I said, I'm coming from the MBA with a finance maker background. What we taught is corporate finance. We're not really taught to tell you about personal finance. I think most people actually online maybe hear about after you graduate, you actually don't know what a foreign kid is about, how you choose the funding foreign kid, how foreign kids is funded, how we go with the contribution, right? And later on, how we actually can save more tax. Is that stock is the only option? What is the ETF? What is the option, mm -hmm. right? What is mutual funds? And later on, when we talk about retirement, how we can make the retirement better, right? We, we don't really have this information, mm -hmm. right? So I think no matter what time, what age, people living here, we will deal with money and tax any, every day. Mm. But if we don't know this information, how could we make a, a good choice or right choice, mm. right? So to go yeah. back to your first question, why the young generation know that, need to know that? Because the time has so much value. People know that yeah. in age of 20 versus people know that in age of 40, we lose 20 years to accumulate an asset in the right place think mm. about how much impact that would actually make our life totally different mm. actually i wish i actually i heard about this information right away even before i came to nice that would make a lot of decisions totally different when i do the investment when i put the money in when i even spend money mm. right you know that's very uh, we are passionate because not only this is a very great career 
but also this is actually there's a mission behind that. There's so many people and so many people need this information, but they don't know where to go. Mm. The more we're standing, the more I talk with people, the more I feel like we actually have those responsibility to do more to mm. spread information. Wow, that, that's a very profound uh, way of looking at it. I did want to ask because both Arun and Edward, you guys had the aha moment at a really like a family or friend emergency type. So from that perspective, why do you feel finance, financial literacy is a critical life skill at earlier ages? It's pretty interesting, right? Like, you know, when, when you asked this question, you said that why financial literacy is a critical life skill, right? Life skill. That's the underlining point, right? Because it's, it's not something that you need for your job. It's not something that helps you to improve your or get a promotion. This is your life skill. As a life skill for any life skill, when you start very early, right? It becomes an habit actually, right? It's very difficult for people like us now, like, you know, when Eric was saying, like, you know, I, I, I wish that I even know about this when I, even before I came to us, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's very difficult to unlearn a lot of things and a lot of habits that we have cultivated over these things. Uh, when you want to change these things, create discipline in what you learned and then in implementation of what you learned, it's very difficult when you do it at 40 or 50 like us, but if, if somebody who is right out of college and if he, if he has the right attitude and the right knowledge, mm. the, it becomes an habit pretty quickly, right? Mm. And so that's one of the biggest advantage from my point of view, why you need to learn early. Like Eric said, time value. It's not just in the, in the wealth point of view, but also in terms of your habitual characteristics point of view, especially when you are asking like, you know, why exactly this is very critical for somebody from the way that I saw it, right? Like a way of some, some unforeseen disaster that happened in the family. Some of these uh, life-changing event really make you grow faster, right? Mm -hmm. And especially you grow really fast if you don't have a plan. Right. Coming from an Indian family, you know, we, we've always been brought up in a cocoon fashion, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Where you, you don't know the difficulties that's out there. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, if you come and you meet into some kind of an unforeseen issue in your family, then it, it throws a curveball that's very difficult for you to first recover. Number two, mm -hmm. it's really, you grow really fast, actually. So for me, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from financial industry, right, in spe especially is risk management, actually, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about financial industry, Eric said, oh, it's very easy to make money and stuff like that. But for me, I think the one of the biggest difference that makes the difference is how well you manage your risk that mm. makes or breaks anything that you do in the financial industry, irrespective of what you're doing. That's one of the biggest reasons why I believe that being in a younger generation needs to have more awareness about these financial literacy, because, you know, there's a lot of things going on around you that can change or throw a curveball to you mm. and you need to be ready to react. And the best way for you to react is to understand how can you manage your risk? And I believe a financial literacy will give you that ability uh, to manage your risk. As you're asking this question, I'm thinking about the two terms that we put together, financial literacy. Literacy is something that is very important. Like anybody would agree with you that literacy is very important. And we start teaching our kids very young. And because we, as Aaron highlighted earlier, we understand it's a life skills. It's critical for people to mature, to 
to be able to interact in society and become independent. Money is probably the single tool that we're going to use for all our lives. Every single decision that we are making, there's an underlying money component to it. Mm. The earlier that we acquire this life skill, the easier it makes it for us to make better decisions. I can see my daughter is three. She started to swim at six. Now, she, when she jumps into the water, she just swim. Mm. She started to, at six months old. Mm. So she just swims. <laughs> and, but me, I never been into the, the water. Oh. If you put me in the pool, <laughs> it's a lost cause really quickly. Bad habit and bad decision can compound and can crush you so much that you don't even have hope. Mm. But giving that to kids, I think that's the single driver to a more sustainable society tomorrow, a society that is more prosperous. And so many things can go wrong in life. Mm. Parents who don't know about money, they struggle and that impact the life of the kids. And if parents have that mindset to start learning and teaching their kids early about money, a mm. lot of problems that they get into, they would not have time to get into this. In terms of ministering, in terms of telling people how to get your life in order better, for me, it's the, one of the best gifts that you can give to your kids to start teaching them about life early in financial literacy is one of the foundation skills that you need them to acquire really quick. Just tying that in with, I don't know, I liked how you mentioned the habitual part. I mean, I think the couple of things that all four of us have in common is safe to say we all emigrated from another country to US. So we have yes. that perspective, but we also have yes. younger kids. Right. I have a six and a four year old. And so just having sort of a hindsight 2020, you're like, man, if I was just born in this country, some of the things that I know now, if I had learned earlier on, I could have been in a much better place financially at an earlier age. I could have made much better decisions, much wiser decisions. Right. Hey, when I have kids, the earlier I can teach them, the better it is for them. Before we go on, I want to ask any sort of parting words, anything that you want to say to um, parents or people considering how to fund college education for their kids. Thank you very much, Ocean, for what you do. Actually, it's very important, very important, very critical for parents to really have good source, trust systems, people where they can go and get good information. And what you do contributes to that tremendously. I applaud you and I, I love your work and I'll, I'll continue to work with you on many topics. Thank you very much for, for doing this. Parents, I would say your kids deserve to be financially literate. Start early with them. The same way that you want them to learn how to read, do the ABCs, do the ABCs of the financial literacy also. Mm -hmm. This, as we mentioned earlier, is life skills that your kids will need to navigate life well beyond when you're gone, if you happen to be gone before them. Mm -hmm. So they would still need those skills to continue to navigate life. Take it early. Now, in terms of college prep, start early. And the better you are prepared, actually, your kids might like the idea to go to college. My parents would have done anything for me to go to college. But I knew as a person growing up with a single mom, having to deal with everything else in life, if I didn't get a scholarship, I would not go to college. She loved me to death, but she just could not make it. 
and I didn't have all, any other means than to get a scholarship. I thank God that I had one and that allows me to become who I am today. So parents, do this for your kids and don't sit it out. Don't wait until very late. Do start early and preparing for them. You might give them the love of learning that will transform their lives. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I don't know how I can top that off, actually. I'll just add to what Eric said. Start early, right? That's the common theme. Get your kids involved. If it is for financial literacy at the minimum, that's fine. Understand when they are, when you are planning for their education planning, help mm -hmm. them understand what that entails, right? It gives a meaning to why they are actually going to school. I actually actually started working with my elder one when she started her, her middle school, talking about all these finances and stuff. You know, maybe start maybe in fifth grade I started with stocks and options. Like you know, what what are all the things that are out there? Why we are putting money there? Why we are putting money here? What is risk? What is market risk? What is tax risk? So just educate them. Very basic. Like, you know, I don't want you to go through deeper jargons of finance, but keep them educated, help them understand what is going on uh, around the world and how it is important for you to know all these things as you grow up. Everyone's summarized very well. For me, I already mentioned that, you know, so today is, you know, I really appreciate Rashan what you do, but at the end of the day, after this, it's not like we try to promote our business or promote our team. It is okay. If you want to find us, you can go through Russia. But the most important thing is even you think, oh, I don't trust those guys. It is okay. Start doing something by your own. Mm -hmm. Take actions. No matter whether you trust us or no matter where you find other ones, it doesn't matter. You just need to do something. At least start take some action. Start to think about something, or at least start to learning research. We have program to teach adults about all these financial literacy. You can come to learn with us as well. At least start something because in the future, not only your kids will appreciate you, but also you will appreciate yourself as well. Because financial is not only about the kids, but also regarding your retirement, mm -hmm. regarding your estate planning, regarding your protections. Because all these things is a responsibility. It's not like Sometimes I talk to clients, oh, it's just, oh, the number is too big. I don't want to think about it. Make it, make me headache. Mm. The problem is there. You think, keep thinking. It's the problem. Only by doing that, you will find the solutions, right? Mm. Whether it's the best solutions or not best, it doesn't matter. At least doing something is better than waiting or better than doing nothing. Mm. That's all I want to share. Take action. Do something. No matter whether it's right or not, spend some effort. Take it and do it right now. Wow. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Eric, Arun. Edward, you guys were amazing. Thank you again for your time. Thank you again for your knowledge. And I know our listeners are definitely going to learn a lot from today's podcast. Thank you again, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. The ideas, techniques, approaches, information, and opinions expressed in this video or podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Sotastic LLC and its employees. While the primary purpose is to educate and inform, it does not constitute professional advice or services. We hope, however, that the content presented here will assist you in developing a strong financial understanding and mindset. You may not edit, modify, copy, or redistribute this video or podcast with any other website, computer, or playing device. Use of this video or podcast constitutes acceptance of these terms. 
all content of this video or podcast is subject to copyright international law. No private or public means or blog or website can repost or reproduce or modify and post its content without the written consent of SOTASTIC LLC.